this episode, we bring back Christopher Bose of Bose Media, the producer of the highly successful Subaru Motorsports USA launch control video series. After six successful seasons on YouTube, they just announced today that season seven is about to be released on an additional platform, Amazon Prime Video. We talked with Chris about being in front of a new audience with Amazon and what we can expect from the new season. This is Open Paddock, the Rallycast. Well, I'm your host, Mike Shaw, and I have with me Christopher Bose of Bose Media. Welcome back to the Rallycast, Chris. Hey, thanks, Mike. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Well, before we get into the details of this big announcement, um, you've been quite busy back at the studio. Uh, I remember talking kind of close to the end of the year or earlier this year, actually. That's what it was uh, about you guys doing some studio upgrades. So uh, I'm an IT nerd. So you, you got to tell me some of what's going on there, man. Yeah. Uh, well, basically, the the Coles notes of it all is that uh, throughout this uh, edit season on the launch control series, um, we had built a couple PCs where we were originally a Mac outfit um, because none of us are actually IT people, which is ironic that I, you're asking me this question. But uh, anyway, um, we were all Mac and we built two PCs because uh, all our computers are numerous years old and it's time to upgrade. And uh, we just thought that they were very good bang for a buck. We we're doing the, you know, hardware accelerators and the video card accelerators and all kinds of stuff like that. And we saw a lot of performance gain for better pricing than the Max. And, uh, you know, recently over the last couple of weeks and months, I would say, we finally made the decision to basically take every Mac we have out of commission and build all new uh, PC units built from scratch, buying components and, and basically building custom launch control monsters. So that's what we've been doing. <laughs> I'm chuckling over here because I'm a systems admin and platform change for people is painful. Getting a Mac person to, to understand PC or even vice versa, you know, uh, people going from PC to Mac, it's, everything's in a different place just how do i do this it just yeah it's a process isn't yeah. it none of the editors came to mind everyone is fine the person who has the most trouble with this is me because, <laughs> cause it's like my soul is on fire every time i touch the, the new keyboard it just i, I just I, i've been with the mac people for so long in our little cult and it's been so wonderful and nice and sheltered and now it's so hard to just <laughs> to move on from this but it's uh, it's going well I mean I, I don't debate the speed and ultimately I was the one that made the decision but it's still it is a learning curve for for myself my editors who are all like they don't even know what tape decks are they don't seem to have a problem with it but but I do <laughs> oh that's hilarious well, and another thing I wanted to touch on is, you know, a little bit of more complications for you. Since the last time you were on our show, you actually have a little one now. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's also adding to the mix. Yeah. Um, my son Jonah was born uh, in January, um, sort of in the off season, which uh, I would I would say was somewhat planned uh, to buy us some time in the early months with him. Um, and he's, he's just a riot. He's... He's lit. He's very focused. He's he basically came out and was like ready to shake people's hands. It's been amazing. <laughs> Love it. He he's just like uh, very. 
he loves new people and he's always smiling. And uh, my father says, says something that I just, I think is quite funny. He said, if that's the first life, life skill you learn in life is that you need to smile to people and be kind, then you're going to win. And so, you know, it just, it's been a really fun experience with that, but it has been a challenge in this crunch time of launch control. So it's, you know, it's not without challenges. My wife is very patient with me and we're getting lots of work done, but uh, yeah, it's fun. <laughs> I must say in the rally community, I think we all understand having a patient spouse is extremely useful. <laughs> yeah, honestly, a conversation that we have on a regular basis is when do we buy those little noise canceling or noise blocking earphones and when can we bring him out to an event or something and see daddy work Sweet. and the answer so far and this answer has just been like no he's way too alert he's gonna love cars way too much already <laughs> so let's just <laughs> let's give it a beat but i'm sure he'll make it out soon enough Awesome. Awesome. Well, in talking about uh, season seven of launch control, you know, we've all been anticipating it. You know, those of us have been out to the rallies. We've seen the video crews out there. We knew it was going to be released eventually. I can imagine you've been just hammered with questions about it all season. Yeah. You know, we, um, uh, we make little side videos that go out after events, little highlight reels uh, for Subaru, part of the contract. And, uh, you know, it's the number one comment we see is, When's launch control? Hey, that's not a launch control. Uh, what's the deal with launch control? So it's we appreciate everyone's patience. It's been it's been a um, a long time coming, and obviously this announcement with Prime Video is a big deal for us. Um, and it's one of the things that has sort of slowed the process because uh, we approached we we worked on the Prime deal um, in the off season and it didn't quite come to fruition as quickly as we wanted to. And then as we started getting to the fact that oh, I guess it's going to have to go out on YouTube, suddenly the, the the road seemed to have cleared. And now all of a sudden we're we're off and we're going to go do this Amazon Prime video thing. And it just sort of has uh, forced us to you know t uh, take a little a second look at some of the video work that was like some of the editing and some of the choices and, but also just the, the new delivery and everything just takes a little bit longer and stuff. So it's, uh, it's exciting. We're, we're ecstatic. I mean, a lot of the Subaru people um, and the team and ourselves who work on the videos, you know, we've always thought that this show was worthy of watching it on your TV and not on your iPhone. And we've always like produced it with that in mind and, and mixed it and spent the time to do good audio mixes and good color grades with that in mind that you should be watching it on, on your big screen. Um, but you know, uh, that's not been the case. So to move to prime for us, it just feels like, uh, like a place where, where this should be. You know, I, I don't know about everybody else, but, uh, I'm sorry, but I, I YouTube it to my TV. So, uh, <laughs> I was kind of yeah. already doing that, but this does give yet another, uh, great Avenue, but, but give us some background if you can. I mean, obviously you can't give away everything about how it came about, but how, you don't just like call up Amazon and say, like, Hey, I'd like to be on your channel. I mean, can you give us some of the background on how that deal came about? Um, well, we just have to basically thank Subaru, um, Subaru, um, believes in the show and they believe in their program. And, uh, and they made the call. Yeah. So they, they put together the deal. Um, um, and it's, uh, they putting a a advertising dollars into it as well, which is, I think why 
part of why it all works. And, and, but Subaru believes in the story we're telling. They believe in their program. And I think if you look at the results so far this year, they have every reason to be excited about their program. And, um, and they just want everyone to see it. And I think, you know, while we were, we've been doing this series for, this is the seventh year, since then, there's been series like the Jim Connor Files and the Formula One series on Netflix. And I, I feel like while we maybe opened the door for them to make those productions in one way or another, uh, they opened the door for us to be on a platform like this. It's where we should be. So um, it's, it's just become a form of uh, storytelling that's become popular and successful. And I think that's sort of the avenue that it's went. But really, it's Subaru's marketing department and, and their belief in the program and everything that has pushed it through. Now, I'm sure we're also going to get the question, will it still also be available for free on YouTube for those few people out there that probably don't have Amazon Prime? Yes. So that's the, I mean, that's the biggest piece of the puzzle uh, is that it's not an Amazon exclusive. Uh, so it will still be on YouTube and you'll still be able to watch it there. So you don't have to change anything um, if you don't want to. Um, Amazon Prime might make it easier for you to watch it there, but also more importantly, it will hopefully bring a wider audience because anyone who's watching our show is probably a Rally fan or maybe a Travis Pastrana fan or a Scott Speed fan. I don't know. But uh, regardless, uh, they're watching it for that reason, and, and we want more people to watch it, obviously. So that's really the mission there, and uh, it's exciting that that that's happening. Also, we like one thing that is a little different is as of right now, if we are listening, I mean, this is being pre-recorded, so I'm just trying to do the math in my head. But if it's coming out uh, when we've made this announcement on August, August 14th, right now, you can watch all of season six on Prime and you can binge it, which you could do on YouTube as well. But it's there for you to watch it with your family. And uh, on the 28th, we'll drop four episodes immediately. So you'll get uh, you'll get like a mini binge of new content all at once. So you're you're gonna have to you're gonna need more than a lunch hour. You're gonna have to do it after dinner. Um, but you'll be able to get four full, full episodes, and it's, they're they're good. They're they're really strong episodes. I think people are gonna if people haven't been watching the show and they're picking up at season seven, I think they're gonna be able to see what people were excited about and why they pay attention. Well, what I've always liked about the series is it you know obviously we have the 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 competitors and you know we're seeing how they're doing at the different events be it rally cross or stage rally but you guys also do some kind of cool behind the scenes stuff and last year kind of some of your uh, focus was like on the logistics and all the you know complications between uh you know the car going back and forth to different places and it kind of showed a kind of a, a different nuance to the story uh, of doing the racing right it, it, it's all these different pieces that have to come together um this season, it's, you know, you've got a lot of new things that you can use for a potential story. Some of them kind of wrote themselves, which I'm sure you were just like, wow, this is easy. Uh, but, I mean, to start off with, you got Scott Speed assigned on, right? We've got Oliver Solberg on the rally side, son of a champion. I mean, wow. Yeah, those are stories. <laughs> there's, huh? there's, right? I mean, that's just, a, that's just a, a starting point. And then there's what's happened already. So it, give us kind of a primer of what... I guess it, kind of what angle you guys are kind of starting to come from, if you don't mind, and uh, where you've been kind of steered automatically. <laughs> yeah, last year, you know, I, I think um, when when you're covering a team in a show like this and when they're not always successful, you have to look 
for those storylines where the the on the less told storylines you talk about the logistics that was a specific thing where they had to fly to England and then back and they had people crisscrossing the uh, the world and over the ocean and all this stuff and it was all happening in the span of three weeks and it was it was quite an endeavor and just to think of like air freighting cars and every piece of every piece of suspension and every bumper and everything had to be cataloged destroyed or not it had to be cataloged and returned. Uh, you know, it was an interesting story. This year, obviously, you 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 have those stories, but you also just have the sheer, um, the obvious stories. Like you said, the Petter, the Pedersol and and Oliver Solberg story. I mean, Petter's at every event. He's featured in our show. Uh, Oliver, a guy who's supposed to show up and learn what it's like to be in these bigger, more powerful cars. Oh, he's a kid. Don't worry, he'll learn. Well, guess what? He learns really fast. And all of a sudden, you know, he goes from being like an up-and-comer to a guy who's applying pressure to the champ and beating him in his first two events. That, that That's just like such an amazing story. And side note, Oliver is just like just a sweet guy. He's just a nice person. He answers all your questions. It'd be very easy to dislike the 17-year-old with all the breaks and every opportunity in the world, but right. you just can't. He's no, just he, a really he's nice person. He's so easy to talk to, and he loves to talk. He, he is thrilled and excited, and that excitement comes out when, when he's talking to you, and it, it, it's such a joy, yeah. So you have that story. You have, uh, like you said, the Scott Speed story, which I think is actually a bigger story. Uh, I mean, Scott coming is amazing, uh, and it's and we do I think a, a good job at uh, looking back at the previous season and seeing how that came about and when it came about, and we have footage of people's reactions to how that came about. I think it's a really interesting segment. We had a rare opportunity last year, and while it didn't go into the show last year, we were aware at the end of the year that Scott was signing with Subaru, so without a contract for this coming year, we started filming things expecting to, to be able to tell that story and, uh, and not be able to tell anyone that we were filming those things. I mean, I had to find a way to film those things without telling our editors that, oh, just don't worry about that shot. Ignore it. Don't worry about it. Why are you filming that so much? You know, don't worry about it. It's fine. <laughs> don't worry about it. Everything will be okay. So you have that whole backstory, and I think what you take from Scott, well, what I certainly take from Scott's uh, arrival to Subaru is, you know, he's an amazing driver, but what he brings with him is just the knowledge of um, what a championship-winning car feels like. Mm -hmm. It's not like he's coming over like, oh, go buy that part or change out this transmission or do this and then we're going to win it's really not like that it's it's like he knows the feeling you're supposed to have and he knows you know a few of those like more visceral things and that's what he's transmitting to the team and that's what he's transmitting to the other guys who are you know no one's saying that uh that patrick and chris can't drive they just they were actually spent the, the last two years or however long just being like oh it's not right. We just need a little more of something. And, and you know, Scott showed up with a, a, maybe a few pieces of the puzzle. And then as you can, as you've, if you've been following the results, you know, all three drivers have just benefited so much from it and it's changed the game for them. So it's, 
it's a bigger story than Scott coming. Obviously, Scott is like a catalyst, and yep. and he's obviously going to be the favorite to win the championship. But he brings so much more to the story in terms of just elevating the entire team. It's really fun. So we have those stories. Um, obviously, we have other stories, um, which, you know, if you've been following the team, I think you can guess them. But I wouldn't want to give them all away. But we do go back to England. And, uh, you know, after a few victories in Rallycross, you start to look at how you could tell that story differently and what other angles there are to tell. And, uh, you know, if, if anyone's been to too many Rallycrosses, they know that, you know, the mechanics are as much the heroes as the drivers are, especially when things go wrong. And we, so we start looking at that and, uh, and seeing the inside look at the mechanics on how they handle a race weekend and things like that. So there's a lot, a lot of interesting stories this year. And what's fun is in Rallycross, we haven't always had that winning story. And so this year to be able to, to, to have that and to see the team like almost have trouble to um, understand it. You know, like they yeah. win and they're like, did we just win? And then they win again. <laughs> they're like, I, I, did we just win again? And they're, you know, they're making jokes about no one being, no, don't pinch anyone, wouldn't want anyone to wake up. And, you know, like it's, they're, they're coming to terms with the fact that they're contenders. Yeah. And, and it's a, it's a fun story to, t- to, to try to capture. And it's not easy either. I mean, it's it is so close in that series right now. I mean, it, it seems like the, the the car has definitely stepped up to be uh, on par with the others, or in some way, in some cases, superior. And that's been great to see. And uh, so the car, along with the uh, driver lineup and learning a few new things with the setup, yeah, it seems to be uh, a, a pretty big change. And it's great to see that finally happen after so much investment. So much. I mean, last time I remember Subaru winning was Sverry at uh, Dirtfish. The yeah. the rally cross there, right? Yeah, that was their last outright victory yeah. a few years ago. Um, I mean, a lot changed in the sport right around that time. Like, basically, I think that after that year, the, we moved to a, a to the new platform, which was a, definitely a, a, a difficult challenge for the team. But at the same time, that was when Andretti Motorsports comes in, um, and the cars in Rallycross just start elevating. So while you feel like you took two steps forward, other teams took five. And it was just like a, a point in the series where that, where that was just hard. And, uh, and the team going to the new platform just couldn't progress at the rate that they needed to to stay with the Beatles and, and uh, those guys. So it was very difficult. Um, and the team has pushed really hard to kind of make that up, and they have. And I think, you know, obviously they moved into a new building this year and with the new building came newer engine dynos and and basically internalizing some key pieces that they needed. And uh, I think the results show they they were already on that road to success. The cars they had last year, I think, deserved at least podiums, if if not more. And they just were just unlucky and it just didn't happen. Um, But this year, I think their cars are undoubtedly the fastest, if not one of the fastest. And um, it's it's awesome to see. But it's a tight series. It's every now and then you just see uh, Steve Arpin just rip off the line and blow us out of the water. And every now and then Tanner Faust just takes a corner and it feels like he takes three car lengths out of you in a single bound. It's like, how did they do that? Like, we have footage. And we honestly sit there and we go, like, how did that happen? Like, that was a lot. 
And, yeah. uh, and those cars are fast and, and no one has really taken a step backwards. I think Subaru was able to take the biggest step, but it's really allowed them to be at the leading edge of a big battle with no clear weak, weak person. You know, everyone's mm-hmm. fast. Even the two rookies. I'd say uh, Arpin's like uh, a teammate, that kid. Holy cow. Pequoy, uh is is an excellent driver. He, I think he's still like uh, a little inconsistent, but when he puts it together, you can't help but deny that he's he's right there. Uh, and he's been a thorn in in a few of our drivers' side at a few different moments, and it's because he's got the pace at times. And um, you know, Tanner, I think, has been a little bit unlucky this season, and we've been a little lucky, which is a nice reversal for us. <laughs> right, <laughs> but. Uh, but um, again, like that guy is just—he's there, and then the championship is tight, you know. Uh, it, and it was an interesting thing to see at the in Canada last week. You know, we didn't win. It's first time of the year where they didn't win, and uh, yeah, they were pissed, you know. And <laughs> what a, what a change! What a change! To, but but it's to like, like you're upset not because, or you're maybe more upset because you know you could have, right? <laughs> Because yeah. you've proven it already, and not just done it once, but proven it by done it again, and now you didn't get there. So, oh, yeah, the frustration. What I think is maybe the most interesting story in the Rallycross program is just this new attitude, this having to come to to this understanding that, like, no, we're contenders now. And then, and then when you don't contend, uh, how do you take that? What does that mean? What do you do next? You know, and it's it's a it's a part of the story that we haven't told in a while, and um, I think it's it's it comes at a perfect moment with Prime because it's just it's the way you want to take it in. So I think it's awesome, and and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty proud of the season so far. We're not done it. We're still like this is one of the other things that I think is still unique for launch control is most people finish their whole season and then put it out in January. Here you go. Here's like, here's 12 episodes or whatever it is. And, you know, we understand that people want to binge it. So that's why we're dropping four episodes right away. But then you have still that every two week video release. So, you know, as I talk to you right now, uh, we don't have a full season that is completed. We have episodes that haven't even been filmed yet because there's still events to happen. So for me to talk to you about the whole arc of the season is, is, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's Anything one of the unique happen. things. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of people, they just go out and they shoot everything there is to shoot. And then they sit back and they look back. Okay, what's the story we're going to make out of this? With hindsight. And, and it's one of the beauties of, of launch control, I think, is that it, there is no hindsight. Our camera team and our storytellers are in the, are in the pits in the battle with them trying to understand it and trying to place significance on things. And sometimes they get it right and sometimes they get it wrong. And it's interesting for them to then have to like redirect the season midpoint, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and it's, there's a lot happening. You know, we, we start every season thinking that this is the, this is the year that we have two perfect seasons in both, in both programs, you know, and inevitably right. we're wrong with it, you know, and you have to like, you know, I had my intention to cover this story this way, and now it doesn't work. And what do I do now? And how do we how do we come to terms with the the story we told and the story we should have told? And so there's it's really fun to watch that show with that context. And I think it if you if you can put that in your head at, while while you're happening, I, I think it's interesting. And that's what I like about, you know, obviously going to events, I know kind of the results and some of the things that happen, but then to go back 
and watch what you guys have made out of a program, you know, out of the show, it just, it, it can totally kind of turn that, uh, the perspective, uh, you know, because of the storytelling that you guys want to do. And it's like, wow, I didn't really think about that point of view of things. And it, it's really interesting every time. And you guys find a way to make it fresh and new every season. And I'm really looking forward to it, man. Cool. I'm, I'm, I'm excited for people to see it. It, it is definitely not coming out till August 28th. And that is a long time to wait for launch control. And I know a lot of fans feel that way, but I, I feel that way too. And our team feels that way too. Um, we have like, uh, I, I appreciate you, you take having an interview with me, but like, I have to be honest, I, at this point, um, so much of it is done by other people. Um, we have maybe four or five camera guys that do all the filming for this whole thing. Um, and it comes down to three or four editors that do all the editing on this thing. And uh, it's just a really small team that has basically been working on it since uh, March full time. And, wow. uh, and we just, they're all eager for people to react to it. And, uh, and so it's uh it's we're all just on we're just all excited for for the season and i think i think people are going to be um excited and personally i think from a storytelling standpoint it's it's probably our strongest season yet with the, the good stories that we have coming and the and the the the, the avenues that we're taking to tell them i think people are going to be really happy with the season well, that's awesome. Um, I, I just can't wait to go into Prime, you know, and it's going to say, you might also like, and there's launch control. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, that, that's going to be a pretty damn cool thing to see. That's going to be a pretty cool phone call for my mom to, when she calls me. <laughs> what? That's yes. great. That's great. There's, there's quite a few, there's a few people on our staff whose mothers are suddenly interested in the show they make. <laughs> because it's going to be on Prime. So that I is think cool. it's going to be fun. All right. Well, is there any other uh, last-minute nuggets you can give us? Uh, I, I would say this. There's one other feature that you should look for um, in the show, and it's it's probably what will be one of the more underrated ones, um, is that we tried to – we've done numerous testing features in, in previous seasons, like, oh, they're testing the car. And, and essentially what they amount to, to being at some uh, – in, in, what they end up being is basically a bunch of shots of cars going around cones. And oh, I think this is going to be a great season interviews. Mm -hmm. uh, and we really wanted to do something that didn't, that actually explained what was happening in testing. And I, you know, personally, it won't be the thing that you'll remember of the whole season, but look out for it. It's a, it's an actually fairly good explanation of what they're doing when they're testing, how it works, how you, how, how that what they're trying to build and how what they're trying to take away from it because we just all assume that if you're testing you're just trying to make the car faster and it's it's it is what they're doing but it's not what they're doing they're really trying to uh, develop a toolbox of understanding when they make a change what happens and that way they can execute those in the races so it's like they're building their toolkit it's a it's an interesting little piece in there and I think I think it's it will inevitably be an underrated piece in the season, but in the early half of the season, I think it's it's an interesting uh, an interesting watch. Awesome. Well, I'm, I'm looking for. I love that stuff. I love talking to the drivers and whatnot about the different setups and you know trying different things to get the most out of the car. And you know, I mean, ultimately, it's what's comfortable for the driver, right? It's you know, if you're comfortable, you're fast. 
for the most part. And yeah. uh, it's getting what that right feel is for them and their driving style and getting the car to perform equal to that. And yeah, it's that that's very interesting stuff. And I love it. There's a lot of stuff like that happening. I mean, um, Patrick and Chris have, um, have been developing that car for two years. And so they basically took a break for this winter and let Scott deal with the testing. I mean, Scott was a little more local, not Australian and Swedish. So he's in, in the <laughs> right. US. So that, that already helps, but, but just let the new guy add his input. The other two guys had had two years on it. And, um, and what could they do with that information and the information of, of a, of a four time champion. And so like the, you talked about getting the car used for each driver, but it was actually, it was a bit of both. Like the car was modified for each driver, but it was also like the drivers needed to come to grips with the new car and the new setup and try to bring their style a little more in line with that as well. So there's, there's like a little bit of give and take in there and it's interesting. Yeah, and, and there's changes going on with the, uh, you know, with the car that's used for stage rally as well. Um, you know, I got I got some kind of information from uh, Pricey on on some stuff that they're doing, and uh, we'll let that come out in the show because I don't know if it was uh, for public knowledge, but you know, they're dealing with some challenges there and changing how, um, you know, how some of the fuel system works. Anyway, as much as I'll say, but uh, there's you know challenges that they have to deal with as they you know try and improve and grow and change things all the time and uh sometimes that you get it right right away sometimes you don't and it's just part of that uh yeah learning process so um all these all these stories to tell it's great yeah that's definitely a story that that is um that we're actually just in working on right now because it happens a little later in the season but you know it comes back to the fact that this team is ex- extremely talented beyond the drivers. Um, there isn't a team in professional sports that is perfect 100% of the time. They always falter and things go wrong. And uh, in, in rally in particular with ARX, ARA this year, they, uh, they had some issues with, I think it's a stock fuel that they all have to use or they changed fuel and it started causing some issues. And it took them a couple of events to really even realize how significant an issue and that it wasn't just a one-off issue at one event. And uh, for them to have to deal with that mid-season, I mean, realistically, it should be a tear the car apart and redesign it kind of problem. And they, they have to find a way to make it work to the end of the year. Uh, and, and it has affected their season. Um, but what I would say is the amazing thing is to see this team that wins all the time when something goes wrong, how do they address it? How do they fix it? And that's the most impressive thing about the team, probably more than their cars themselves. It's just their ability to like work out the solution and have a solution and execute it so well and so quickly. Um, it's pretty, it's pretty amazing. Yeah. Just some of the stuff that, you know, I was hearing from price. You just, it's pretty fascinating. Those, they work their butt off trying to figure that stuff out and, and they're doing it and you got a 30 minute service and you got to figure out what's going on what kind of solution can you come up with that's quick and effective and, and get it back out there? And yeah, it's, and then you were talking about, you know, the rally cross. I mean, those guys you were telling, saying earlier about, you know, uh, it, it's about the, the service crews a lot, you know, about with that sport because they might have even less time because you just finished, you're in, you know, the, the last of the qualifiers and then you've got to get out there in time for a, uh, a semifinal and you might have, 
five minutes, <laughs> you know, to fix uh, something and that's it. And it's just crazy. Yeah. In Canada, there was quite a, quite a, uh, I would say a roller coaster of uh, feelings happening there. It's an event where the world cars are there. There's a world event and the ARX event happening at the same time. So all the world cars are on the same track as you and you get to measure yourself against them, even if you're not really racing against them, but you're having the same uh, track and everything. And uh, in practice, they actually had the, the ARX car and the world RX cars going at the same time. And, uh, the Subaru actually ended up, I think, a, a good chunk faster than any other car um, in practice. And so you have this roller coaster of, wow, what an achievement that we're outperforming the world cars um, to um, an, a, a faulty spark plug that damages one of the engines and you're, you're forced into a engine swap and you have 55 minutes to do it. And they do it and they attack it. And it's, it's amazing. And uh, and it plays a front uh, a role front and center in this in the episode, and uh, it's just really cool to see that 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 team execute at that level. They all know they can, and it's funny when they were debating whether they should change the engine or just take the did not finish points. You know that it was the mechanics that were like we can do this. Just say go, and they were the ones that were pushing like to get it to to do it. You know, normally, I mean, I'm so not a mechanic and so not a, a, a racer that I was like, I don't know, take the 37 points and like take it easy. Call it good. Like, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll pick it up tomorrow. And they were like, no, that means we're losing 14 points and they wanted to go. So it's it's really, really cool to see that kind of stuff. And, and um, I think it's, uh, yeah, they're, they're an amazing team. So it's worth watching. Well, it's definitely the passion for racing. Uh, these guys do all work hard. Again, you're going to get all of season six right now as this is being released, right? Yeah. And then come August 28th, we're going to get four episodes that we can watch instantly. And then we'll see every two weeks approximately after that will be uh, the rest of the season as it plays out. Yeah. And you can catch that on Prime. You can also catch it on YouTube on uh, youtube.com slash Subaru. Um, and you should also be able to find it on the Subaru Motorsports Facebook page and get a link from there. And um, I think it'll be out on Instagram. It may not be out on Instagram TV exactly at the same point, but uh, it'll definitely see its way there as well. But the best way to watch it uh, is Prime and YouTube straight away. That is awesome. Well, I'm looking to having that on high res on my TV here at home because that is just the only proper place to watch that kind of video content. Because if you haven't watched their series before, oh my gosh, just your scenery shots, the, you know, just everything. It just, it's so high quality and you guys really put you, put people in the place. You feel like you're there, you're a part of it. And it, yeah, a great experience. Chris, thanks so much for uh, giving us the exclusive here. Um, really excited about the new season. Ooh, 2019 is exciting, man. Yeah, it's a big year. It's a big year for everyone. It's a big year for Subaru, and I'm I'm excited to see where this goes. You know, season's not done. Are we going to win a championship? We're going to win two. I I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, awesome. Well, again, everybody, make sure that you get that on your Prime. It's going to be pretty freaking cool to watch. And uh, yeah, make sure you follow all the social feeds and whatnot for for the releases. Uh, thank you, Chris Bose, for being on the show. That's it for this episode of the Rallycast. 
As always, we appreciate your feedback, so please reach out to us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and all that stuff. And again, uh, really excited to see the new Season 7 of Launch Control. I'm your host, Mike Shaw. Thanks for listening. <laughs>